Welcome to Lilypot episode 106, Dating Naked. Jeff and Kathy Teichert, bringing you another inspirational episode on Lilypod, a production of Love in Later Years. We are advanced certified life coaches, authors of the Amazon bestseller Intentional Courtship, and members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our messages are directed towards single adults and later married couples blending families. We also welcome all who enjoy personal growth and enriching relationships. Welcome, Lilypod listeners, to another episode of Lilypod. Uh, we have a sort of intriguing topic today, and uh, if you clicked on it because you wanted to know what in the heck we were talking about with Dating Naked, I can tell you I have a friend who has been threatening to write a book on this for about a decade, and uh, we decided the terminology was interesting enough to do a podcast episode on. But just as a disclaimer... Dating naked is a metaphor. Right. We don't literally want you to go out and strip naked with all your dates. <laughs> right. But we do think that date, dating is, is a place to be vulnerable and open. And hearkening back to the morning of creation in the Garden of Eden before the fall, Adam and Eve, the Bible says, were naked and not ashamed. However, what was Satan's first act? It was an act of body shaming. And he encouraged them to hide, right? In our time, Satan's doing the same thing. He's shaming us about various elements of our lives and encouraging us to hide from others, convinced that we are unacceptable if our full character was revealed to the world. Or even if our full character is revealed to our dating partners or even right. a particular dating partner. Absolutely. And, you know, we once did a video on Lily tube called dating chameleons. And if you are familiar with this concept, it's where we go into a dating situation and we kind of mold ourselves to become what they are and who they are. Want. Or who they want us to be, yeah. Yeah. And this is the opposite of dating naked is being a dating chameleon. Right. Um, it's, it's pretending we're something we're not. It's not choosing to be authentic. It's hiding the kind of unflattering flaws that we all have. Yeah. So choosing not to be authentic it is a way of hiding and that hiding that encouragement to hide comes from who satan satan himself the adversary you know as we as we talk about this a lot of times when people come to us and they want coaching on relationships particularly when they're dating uh they want somebody to give them the moves how can I say this to this girl to get her to accept a date with me? Or what can I do to figure out if somebody's interested without directly asking them? Okay, 
those kinds of questions and ideas sort of miss the point because essentially it is how to hide more effectively. And a lot of dating coaches will tell you to manipulate through things like emotional withdrawal or doing things to deliberately make your dating partner or prospective dating partner jealous or uneasy and keep them trying. Uh, and many people say they hate games and yet they're convinced that they have to learn how to play these games to successfully create a new relationship. But that is a wrongheaded idea and it's wrongheaded because what it's ultimately going to do is create a relationship based on dishonesty and hiding the ball and, you know, not letting your partner know how you truly feel and things like that. Who wants to be in a relationship like that long-term? Not me. No, not me. And, you know, it's interesting because we've written a 300 plus page book called Intentional Courtship. And I can't think of one paragraph that has these games anywhere in it. Right. Like, I, I mean, I know we talked somewhat about how to effectively ask for a first date. We talked about how to uh, kindly break up with someone, how to... There's some etiquette suggestions in there yeah, and things like that. Yeah, stuff like that. But that's really just about being a decent person in a relationship, in a developing interaction with someone. And hopefully it reassures the people that read it that, you know, my best effort is good enough. Well, and yeah, and that's really the point of it is, is just putting forth a best effort. I don't think that's the same as being a dating chameleon where we like actually alter who we are, who we pretend to be to mold ourselves. Right. To I someone mean, else. You come in from weeding your garden and you're all covered with dirt and sweat and you think, Hey, I'm not going to put on airs to be with someone, so I'm going on a date this way. Yeah, that's kind of stupid. <laughs> no, no. I mean, we definitely encourage good grooming and things like that. I mean, that's common sense. Right. And if that is what you would do normally going out to a restaurant or wherever you're going uh, to dress appropriately for it, then you're not you're not being, you know, phony by, by doing that for your dating partner. Well, and... You know, one thing I love about you, Jeff, is that, you know, you sweat real good and you exercise every day and you take lots of showers and you put on fresh clothes often. And I think even within our marriage, which is what, coming up on five years in May. Right. I, I, you still do that for me. And I, I, I don't have to smell your BO all the time. I do it for me too. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh because I feel more comfortable being clean. Anyway, so dating naked, what we're really talking about is being open and honest about ourselves and our own strengths and weaknesses. It doesn't mean casting yourself deliberately in a bad light or dumping all of your deepest, darkest secrets on the first day, but it, it does mean uh, being an honest kind of person. And as you move through the relationship and questions come up, you address them forthrightly. You don't hold something back being worried that if I tell her that, she might break up with me. Okay, if you catch yourself doing that, go tell her now. <laughs> don't give, wait any longer. Yeah, give, give them the respect and the dignity to choose. 
And if they don't choose you, they're not your person. Right. You want someone who will accept your deepest flaws and your darkest secrets at some point in the relationship development process. You want them to be able to choose you. You know, Kathy, I think you and I, as, as anyone who's read chapter 20 of, of Intentional Courtship knows, we had our ups and downs our first year dating. But one thing I can say is that on the first date, I told you pretty forthrightly that I had recently been fired from my corporate job, not fired, but laid off along with half the company. Uh, secondly, that I I was starting a new business, but it wasn't really up and running very well yet. And third, that I was couch surfing at my parents. Oh, not to mention the fact that I was recently divorced for the second time. Not a very flattering portrait to paint of myself, but it was all true. It was accurate. Well, and believe it or not, I'd been married twice, and so I could relate with that. Right. And Kathy told me some things on the second date, uh, actually, that were very open and, you know, mistakes she had made in her first marriage that a lot of people wouldn't have wanted me to find out. And so I just think that as, as we began, at least, we understood that, look, the other person knows these things about me and they're still choosing to spend time with me. And, and that's reassuring because then you know that, hey, if it, if it really becomes serious, uh, they don't have to, you know, be blindsided by this idea that, what do you mean you don't have a job or whatever the, the issue is, um, that's already sort of been put out there. And mm -hmm. so we were dating naked. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and, you know, I just had this thought that the reason why I, I've always known that the reason why Satan wanted Adam and Eve to hide was because he wanted them to feel ashamed about themselves. Right. But this just occurred to me that in terms of relationship development and dating in this naked way that we're talking about, you're sharing led to my sharing. I think sometimes we think that not sharing is protecting us and it's protecting the relationship, but really the opposite is true. It's preventing the relationship from making any kind of meaningful progress. And when we share, yes, we risk. Yes, the person could just not end up having a second or third date with us. But we know more quickly whether to move on or whether there's potential. And if they are also an open-hearted, dating naked kind of person, they're going to open up and share too. Right. I mean, here's an example of, of how this can go. And, and believe it or not, I've, I've heard of situations just like this. Uh, let's suppose you're, you're dating someone and it becomes serious and Christmas rolls around or some other special day and you choose to use that day to get engaged and uh, maybe you've bought a ring or some other other uh, 
symbol of your relationship and you get down on one knee and and uh, propose and and you get engaged now whether you're the the man or the woman in that situation imagine your partner coming to you a day or two after that saying by the way i i'd like you to just be aware that i don't have a testimony of the gospel and i don't believe there that the church is true whoa well suddenly your world is rocked right you've thought one thing this entire time and now everything's changed uh, you're not working toward an eternal relationship with this person uh, you may end up needing to break off the relationship because you want different things well and sometimes it happens later you get married maybe civilly and the temple marriage you thought was on the table for later ends up getting taken off the table once you're married civilly and, and that, you know a situation yeah, like that it can happen and um I think I've known more than one, actually. So you want to make sure that you're being, you can't control what other people do, but you want to make sure you're being open about all of those kinds of things. Because the any kind of self-betrayal in a relationship will lead you to a relationship you're not really comfortable with or and one that you don't really feel safe in. Um because you'll always be fear, fearing that you're going to be found out if you've kept something from them. And ultimately, if something's been kept from you, once you're enlightened, um, you're going to feel duped. Right. <laughs> so, you know, wh whichever part of the relationship you're in that equation on, no one really wants that. No one really, truly wants a relationship where not everything has been exposed, you know, that needs to be in, you know, a, a reasonable way. Um, of course, you know, it's not normal that you do it up front, like on a first date, but I think with Jeff, like what you shared with me, it wasn't, they weren't deep, dark secrets. They were like, okay, here's my life right now as it stands, like currently. Right. And I told her what my plans were for the future and Hey, I'm not just a, uh, you know, couch potato who doesn't do anything, but this is where I am at the moment. Well, and, and I think over um, time, my situation changed. Well, and I would hope that most people listening to this podcast that may be in their, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, like, you know, just the older we get, the more understanding I think we can sometimes be when we understand when we've experienced some setbacks and we understand other people have too, I think we become more empathic. I think we, um, I think we become more understanding and more accepting when we do the same for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. We do. I so dating naked, part of dating naked is accepting our own nakedness, accepting our own vulnerabilities, our own setbacks in life, our own, things that we're not proud of, but we understand that they've shaped us and in a good way because we've learned from our experiences. You know, as I remember as a young lawyer uh, learning something about practicing law that, that I think is valuable in this context too. Uh, the, this older attorney said to me, if you have something negative in your case, and you always do, you don't 
you know, you don't have a perfect client ever. Uh, you always have clients that have made made a mistake here and there and and have issues that are less than flattering. And he says, get it out there early and you be the one to put on the evidence. Then, you know, it it shows honesty as well as you can kind of put your own spin on it. You can do what I did with Kathy, not not spinning disingenuously, but saying, hey, this is where I'm at but I have plans and, and explaining what those plans are. And then over time, as the relationship development develops, if they were genuine plans, then you'll start seeing those shape take place. Those right. Take shape. But if they discover those things independent of you telling them, how are they going to feel about that? Yeah. It seems like you're kind of going uphill. You're kind of having an uphill battle on your hands when you don't share something it's found out and then they never know if you were going to really be forthright about it. Right. I mean, there's a thing in politics that they call October surprise, which is the same principle as we've just been talking about where if you know that you have something in your past, uh, you had a bankruptcy or, you know, you cheated on your spouse or whatever, whatever you have, the idea is get it out there early and control the narrative uh, mm. because it is important that it not come from the opposing side and that it not come at the last minute. Now, George W. Bush almost lost the election for president in 2000 because he didn't disclose earlier that he had had a DUI conviction and uh, would have been better for him and for the country if toward the beginning of the campaign, he had said, you know what, I'm a recovered alcoholic. I don't drink anymore, but I did have a DUI on my record in the past. I think everybody would have forgiven him for that and uh, and it would have been okay, but uh, it, it did cause him damage because he hadn't been forthright and it had to be told by somebody else. Mm. And I think that happens in our dating life too. I'm, I'm assuming he probably was hoping no one would find out, right? I'm sure he was. And that's, I think, a, a, something we all would wish for if there's something less than flattering about ourselves in a situation we don't really want it to be found out. However, how often is it kept secret? I mean, hardly ever. I mean, usually the truth is made known. And like you said, you might as well get in front of it and control the narrative in a genuine way. And uh, in this case, like with dating naked um, and being honest and vulnerable about your own, you know, weaknesses, um, I think what you're ultimately doing is you're saying, this is me. This is who I am. This, I'm not I am choosing not to hide anything and I am putting it out there and I'm accepting the consequences, whatever they are. And it takes a lot of courage to do that. And I would like to encourage maybe those who may have had some hesitancy either to share or maybe even hesitancy to date at all or to date certain people they thought might judge them harshly. Um, to, to, to make an affirmation right now 
before you start dating or while you're dating that goes something like this. My person will accept all of me exactly as I am for all of who I am and what I've experienced. And maybe even an, an affirmation that goes a little further. I'm attracting into my life people who will accept my, my, my story, who will accept my path. So, Kathy, this brings to mind uh, something I experienced with a coaching client who told me, women just want somebody that looks like Mitt Romney and has his money. And I know a lot of people think that a lot of women think, oh, he just wants a perfect model. He doesn't want a woman with a few curves or whatever. I mean, we've heard the same things on on both sides of of the dating uh, pool. And is it really fair to say what all men want or what all women want? I think we all want something different. Right. And if it was true that that, you know, Kathy just wanted someone that looks like Mitt Romney and has his money. Well, we would never have gotten to the second date um, because I certainly didn't have Mitt Romney's money. And um, so I, I mean, I think it's, um, I think it is cynical to say things like that, but, but even more than that, it's, it reflects a belief that people won't accept me for how I am. Well, let's suppose for a minute that the woman you're out with, speaking to both the, the guys and the and the gals out there, but uh, if the person you're out with wants somebody that looks like Mitt Romney or has or Scarlett Johansson Hansen and has yeah. their money. Maybe let's take out any specific. Like right. let's just say if they want a person that looks a certain way and that has certain features or, or certain situations in their life that you don't meet. Right. Uh, I mean, where were you going with that? Well, I'm, I'm saying, do you want to be with someone like Mm. that anyway? And I'm not saying anything bad about them. If no, in fact, I think what it does is it helps save you both the time and the effort and energy and the heartache if you figure out early on you're not what I'm looking for and it's not personal. Right. I mean, if, if, if what you really like is short blondes, Kathy's not your girl because she's tall and dark haired, relatively tall. And so, I mean, I'm not suggesting that those are the only things that matter, but, but the idea, you know, and keep repeating to yourself the idea that, no woman will give me a chance or no man will will give me a chance and then making up stories in your mind about why they won't well i don't look like mitt romney and i don't have his money or i don't look like scarlett johannesson and you know i've never been married before or whatever i mean there's all kinds of of ways that uh, stories you can tell yourself about why you're not having opportunities with the person that you would like to, I'm going to venture out there with a story of my own that, you know what, it may be that you are talking yourself out of these people before you've even tried. Mm, Uh, Oh yes, that's so true. And I, I know people who've done that also. 
that they like think a certain particular type of person couldn't possibly accept me. So I'm going to go after other people, even if, you know, this genre is what I ultimately want, but I just assume that they wouldn't accept me. You know, I thought that way when I was in my twenties dating, um, should I ask her out? Well, seems like she might be kind of out of my league Hmm. or whatever. And ultimately in my forties, when, uh, you know, I had experienced some life and some disappointments and, uh, you know, had a few more pounds and a few less hairs on my head. And, uh, I decided, you know what, I'm not going to worry about whether someone is out of my league. I'm just going to ask them for a date. And if, if they're willing to go with me, I'm going to go and show them a good time and we'll see what happens. You know and what? I love that. And I would love to see more of that because, you know, we can give other people the courtesy of deciding for themselves. And I think the courage can comes from a, a very important awareness that our value as sons and daughters of God are intact, no matter what's happened in our life, no matter what mistakes we've made, no matter, you know, what weaknesses, you know, we might be dealing with, no matter what our divine value is intact. And we want to be able to attract people who understand that right? and people who accept us as we are. And I think part of, the courage to date naked is being really clear on that value, that inherent value. So that if someone decides we're not their person, that's okay. It's really okay. Right. And you know what is interesting about this? When I decided uh, in my 40s, look, I'm just going to date the women I want to date, or at least ask them, I found out that most of them accepted uh, dates with me. Mm. That often they accepted second or third dates if I was interested in that. And I ended up dating a lot of beautiful, accomplished, caring women, uh, really outstanding people. And I, I got to the point that it really didn't feel that intimidating to date someone who was really beautiful or really talented or that made more money than me or whatever it might, you know, the impediment might have been uh, at an earlier time. And I tell you, it's liberating. I tell people all the time uh, when they say, oh, I think I'd like to date this person, but I think he or she is out of my league. I I tell people all the time, well, why not let her make that decision? Or why not let him make that decision? Why should you decide that they're out of your league? Maybe they'd like to go out with you. And I found out that in many cases, women that I might have earlier thought were out of my league did want to go out with me and wanted relationships with me to develop and things like that. Well, and I think the way I approached dating post-second divorce for myself was I want to find my very best match. And so I'm going to go out with lots of people, um, the best of people and choose from those best of people. Right. (laughs) And that's, um, and of course not everybody would choose me, but the idea was that 
the more I dated, the more I got to choose actively and intentionally and the more options I would have in the, in the long run. Now, dating naked, it essentially consists of being open and honest about yourself, your, your strengths, your weaknesses, your intentions for a relationship. And most of the dating world gets consumed with trying to put on a good front to impress and hide intentions and avoid risk. And we proud, boldly proclaim that both of those tendencies are keeping people from finding love. The tendency to avoid risk and to try and put on a good front and hide who you are. It's keeping people from finding love. And if I could make a, another point that is similar, we've, we've made this point to some extent already, but uh, let's unpack just briefly the idea that women just want a man that looks like Mitt Romney and has his money. Well, I, I've never heard that before, but I know you heard it recently. <laughs> so that's why he's saying it. One, well, here's the point. I, I, I've heard many variations of that statement, uh, not necessarily. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> well, here's the thing. What I have f found, and Kathy can clarify or confirm, but uh, I have found that what women wanted was someone they felt safe with, mm. someone they felt a connection with, and someone supportive. And on the other hand, with, with men, I know from, from dating that one of the most important things for men is they want a wife that is kind and supportive of them and respectful. And, you know, it isn't all about those external things. Kathy, do you have any well, I think men want connection too. Of course. Yeah. I so do. men and women both want connection and dating naked is what creates that connection through the vulnerability that that entails. And the trust that requires as well. It, it creates connection and a certain bond between two people. Absolutely. And that's why we thought this was an important topic to address in this episode. Um, you know, it, it, it does require some risk, uh, which means occasionally we will get our feelings hurt or we'll get, you know, that disappointment that comes from, you know, what might feel like rejection. Um, but if we love ourselves, then our naked, vulnerable selves um, are secure enough that if other people don't receive us well, it doesn't affect us nearly as much, you know, and we would, would encourage you to date naked in a bold and wholehearted way and seek levels of emotional intimacy that most people never achieve. Right. And friends, remember that any time is a great time for more love in your life. Thank you for listening. Please share LilyPod with those you love who could benefit from what we share here. We invite you to sign up for our elevating weekly Lily letter, subscribe to LilyTube, and enjoy other life-affirming content at loveinlateryears.com. 
Email us to request a free 15-minute Lily Coaching Discovery Call. We are here to support you.